Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because He is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to another new Redemption Press author, Lynn Aldo, and her new book, Me in a Nutshell, which provides all that's needed to keep track of everything from baby's first smile, steps, and words to favorite toys, books, and foods. So before I introduce you to her, let me give her a proper introduction. Lynn Aldo grew up showing horses and loves quilting, traveling, and writing. Her degree in communications once took her to Italy, and she enjoys visiting coffee shops to sip hazelnut cappuccino and meet people from all over. When she could not find an appropriate baby book for a special baby, she wrote her own. Lynn is the mom of two adult children, Nathan and Nina, and lives now in North Carolina. So let's roll that conversation. Well, it is so nice to uh, just welcome you to the All Things Podcast. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You betcha. So before we jump into some questions about your new book, let's I'd love for our listeners to just get a sneak peek into your life and how God manages to take stuff that is just can't you can't imagine how it could be good and how he can work good from it um mm. like the scripture in romans eight twenty eight says he works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes so share a little bit of your story with us and uh just to give us a peek okay i have always wanted to write a baby book and my the, I mean I've had this in my mind for 25 years at least and I just have always wanted to make a difference somehow and moving here to North Carolina has been wonderful it's just it's a it's a dream it's a blessing and I know it must be from God well so um, it didn't just happen. No. You went no, through some, some. You went through some real struggles. Yes. That that precipitated your move to North Carolina. So tell yes. us a little bit about that kind of your life falling apart and how God directed you to where you're at now. Okay. I was married for about 24 years. Had two children. And then one day I found out it was over and, you know, I, I did everything I needed to do, tried to do everything myself because I didn't have any help from the other side. And I went through, I went through a lot of struggles and I always did have other people helping me, which was great. And I was thinking about this actually recently I was thinking about how did I do that? And I look back at who that woman was and I think, who was she? Because I'm different now. That mess 
or precipitated me to get a place, come to North Carolina and have a new life and recreate myself. Mm. And so it was, it was, and it still is a journey. And I just am so blessed. I'm so blessed because I went, you know, 13 years is a long time. And I'm finally starting to figure out who I am, what I want. And this book is a big part of who I am and what I want. So, mm. Yeah. So, so your author bio mentions that you were searching for a baby book for a special baby. Yes. Tell us about that. Yes. There was a, a family member in my former family who um, her, she came from a family who was of a religion that wasn't too happy when they found out she was pregnant. And the parents disowned her, the sisters disowned her, the whole family said, nope, that's not allowed. You can't do that. And then the father of the baby took off because he didn't want any part of it either. So she was all alone. Um, she ended up moving in with my former in-laws and I was around too. So I saw the baby and she stayed there until she was older. And then once she got a different place to live and got herself situated, you know, she was okay, but it was a hard time for her. I mean, she was all by herself. And I tried to find a baby book because I had done creative memories and I was, oh, I did my kids first year of life. You know, they had beautiful baby books and I thought she needs to have one too. So I went shopping for one. And at that time, you know, Hallmark stores, there was no internet or anything like that. You have to go to a Hallmark store. Right. Well, I couldn't find a baby book that was like non-traditional like there was no father no grandmothers no none of that so i didn't want to dwell on all that and i couldn't give her anything so i didn't buy her a baby book and i got home that night and i stood i just wrote it down what what i would want to put in a book for someone like that who had the problems that she did with this beautiful baby mm. um so i just put it in my computer and the baby grew old, grew older, and you know I knew her as a little small two-year-old, and blah blah blah. And she never had a baby book, <laughs> and all this time, I just kept thinking, "I'll write it someday. I'll write it someday." And finally, now that I can think clearly again, I got out my my story, and I said, "That's it." I was living in Tennessee, and one of the girls I knew in one of my uh, study groups knew about Redemption Press. And she said, why don't you give them a call? And I, that's what I did. And this is where I am. So the idea of a single mom who's, no, who's not married, mm -hmm. maybe doesn't have much family support, yeah. that's a definite niche market yeah. that mm -hmm. the Hallmark store, I mean, everything's very, you know, mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and all, you know, Hello. so yeah. I love that you saw a felt need in this young woman's life and her yeah. baby and yeah. there wasn't anything out there to meet it. And so God said, okay, guess what? 
you get to. That's right. <laughs> I love that. So what makes me in a nutshell um, different compared to other baby milestone books? This is different because it doesn't focus on any particular family member. It's a it's an open book that I, I did one page talking about that the acorn doesn't fall from the tree. And it's one page and it's all just little uh, picture icons where people can just write in who's in their life, like whether it's a friend or if they do have some family member, whatever they want to put in there, they can. It's not said, this is for this and this is for that. They can do whatever they want with it. So they can be creative within yes. the pages. Yes based on their actual situation. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. people think writing a children's book like this might be easy, but we know it's not. <laughs> what did the revising process look like in refining the pages to making the book match your vision? It was a little difficult, but the, and and then I never met the graphic artist or whoever, yeah, the, the artist who yeah. did all these. Uh -huh. I haven't met him. And I feel bad because he did such a beautiful job. You know, I hope to meet him. But the hardest thing for me was um was saying was telling them that no, this isn't what I wanted, change it. Because I was like, oh, but this they worked so hard on this, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And I wanted to make sure it was perfectly the what I wanted. Right. And, and it was always, it was hard for me to do that, but I did it. And then I had to wait and be patient for them to do that. Right. And everything is a process. So that for me was the hardest part. So what are some of the changes from how it started? So your original manuscript, you had a certain, and then there, there were some, because in the editing process, that's just part of the editing process is refining right. it. Right. So what, what are some of the changes that you saw between your original and the final? I think the biggest change was when we talked on certain pages about how uh, the parent or whoever it was felt about when the baby like first rolled over or something. And I would put like an I slash we, and then I thought, does it have to be capitalized? Yes, the I does, but I don't think the W does. So that was that was just that. So a lot of the text I had to just make sure that everything was, you know, the way it was supposed to be. Right, um, right. As far as capitalization and maybe it was spelled wrong or something. I mean, I went through the words a lot of times and I started second guessing myself about how things were spelled because I thought, I know that's how you spell that. But I just wanted to make sure everything was perfect. So I have this dictionary out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So what made you decide on a chipmunk theme? It's super oh, cute. But yes. I thought coming up with illustration ideas were difficult too. So tell us about... The process, the illustration process from yeah. your viewpoint, what kind of help you had in coming up with those suggestions? Okay. When I first um, thought about this idea so many years ago, I knew I wanted chipmunks because my children, when they were small, 
we used to go to one of my friend's homes and they had a beautiful yard up in upstate New York and it was full of chipmunks everywhere. And my kids used to play a game and go chase the chipmunks and just have fun with the chipmunks. And I always remembered that. And so that stuck with me. And then the me in the nutshell came from that because I went home that day that we were visiting and I thought, what can I call this? And then me in a nutshell, because chipmunks like nuts. <laughs> yep. So that's where it came from. So as when you were working with the editor, putting, you know, kind of refining the text, oh, mm -hmm. did the editor give you ideas for the illustrations or did you already have those in your head? I had like I had borders in my head and I had given them when I first started just clip art off the computer, mm -hmm. you know, chipmunks and whatever, and acorns. I had a, oh my gosh, I probably had 30 kinds of acorns that I gave them pictures of. Yeah. <laughs> but they pretty much, they pretty much drew what I had sent them in a better way. Right. And if there, I think there was one chipmunk that I saw that had looked like had a mean face on it. And I would say, can you please make these chipmunks, you know, happier? I want these people to be happy, not scared of these chipmunks. <laughs> but but he was really, really good in, in coming back with two or three choices of things. And I mean, there were some, some pages where I looked at the page and I hadn't given him any ideas for like the birthday page. And I looked at it and I just went, oh my God, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate that this graphic artist was so in tune with what I really wanted. And he was nice. So nice. Yeah. So what what are some potential follow ups to the book? Can you envision <laughs> other chipmunk stories featuring non-traditional family structures or another milestone book? I thought about it. I don't know if I would do another milestone book, because for me, like I just did the first year of my children's life. Right. Because after the first year, I didn't really think anybody would care so much about stuff like that. Although, I mean, I, I did keep scrapbooks and wrote things down, like funny things they said and stuff. But I think if I was going to go further with it, I would take the chipmunks and start some kind of like maybe some short story or maybe, maybe, maybe a child's book. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank Maybe you. character traits or yes. something like that. That'd be fun. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners, what's your favorite children's picture book and how did it inspire you in me in a nutshell? My favorite children's book was a long time ago. I remember it was, a. I think it was one of the golden books. Mm-hmm. It was called We Help Mommy, and it had all the beautiful illustrations, and, and it was color, but there was always beautiful things like the floor was like a linoleum. In the book, it was a linoleum, black checkered and stuff, and everything was, you know, typical 50s and 60s, like retro stuff. Right, right. And right. I always remember that book. I always remember it because the first time that I went to babysit for someone they had what I what I thought seemed look like the house in that book 
And I haven't been able to find that book. I don't know if they're still making them anymore, but I would love to find a copy. But yeah, that was my favorite children's book. Besides Misty of Chickadee, of course. <laughs> that wasn't really a children's book, but it's yeah. about a pony. Yeah. So um, if we have some listeners today who want to maybe find you on social media or online, what is the best place for them to connect with you? Right now I'm on Facebook. I haven't really branched out to any other places, but right now Facebook is where you can find me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It's just been delightful to hear how the progression of this story came to be and uh, just the process that you went through and just mm. blessings on your ministry to help those who are kind of feeling a little left out and yeah. need some encouragement with yeah. that early uh -huh. uh, first year of yeah. life. And it's yeah, so important, I think. I mean, that's just me. But I think even if the kids don't care about it when they get older, because they probably won't, but I think it's just so important. Like, I, I wish that I'd had a baby book with all the right. stuff in it, you know? Right. Well, yeah, I it's it's a wonderful blessing. Amen. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Lynn. It has just been a delight. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.